All right. All right. Today's guest is Floyd Kid Austin Schofield. Peace, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing blessed, man. I appreciate you taking the time out to do this with me. Oh, yes. No problem at all. What got you in the boxing, my guy? Um, my father. My father actually got me in a boxing when I was around the age of two years old. Um, he would always have me in the gym because he was he was boxing himself and you know training other people. So I would just be running around the gym, you know, hitting bags or whatever. And um, I would just tell him that like I want to box, I want to box. But then um, it took him a while, I guess. But he would like always do the the pads with me and whatnot. And um, and I just stuck with it ever since. Like my first fight was at I think eight years old. And after that, it was just, it was that. At eight years old, so did, were you doing like the silver, did you get a chance to do the silver gloves? Yeah, I did the silver gloves. I got the silver gloves, regionals. Okay. Uh, eight, uh, I did the golden gloves. I won the golden gloves. I did all that, man. Awesome. I had like a hundred some fights. Hey, talk, 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 yo, shit, man. Let them know. Like, hey, tell them you ain't, you true to this. You ain't new to this, man. Let them know. They, they, think I don't have experience and I'm like I'm too young or whatnot but I've been doing this for like going on 18 years talk bro talk tell him young king let him know yeah you are on the way you yeah. are on the way he for those who are listening or will get a chance to see some of the video clips because I'll chop it up but he on the way he, he young but you know a lot of guys they don't under, they don't they underestimate young guys because they don't understand where they're coming from and the experience they have and yeah. the hunger that certain people do have. And you are one of those. Yeah. They, they be, I guess, counting them out because they be like, oh, he young. He, he dreaming. You want to know why? You want to know why people count guys like you out, me out, or anybody else out? It's because they never seen nobody else like, like you do it. True. And, and then part of it is they don't believe in themselves. So why would they be able to believe in you and your ability when they, when they, when they don't have proof of it? Certain yeah. people, man, not to say that people are born losers, but people don't have the self-esteem or the, or the self-confidence to believe in themselves. So how could they believe in anybody else? That is very true. That is true. <laughs> you got and, and, and pay attention to the people when you're around them. All right. Be able to pay attention to that when you're around certain groups of people who, who, who don't believe in you or, or people who have negative things to say about the things you're trying to accomplish. You know, mm -hmm. like they'll call you crazy. They call Dave Chappelle crazy, man. They call a lot of guys crazy when they know what they want. Oh, you crazy for not accepting that money. How am I crazy for knowing what I want? Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So let me ask you a question. When you're watching boxing tape outside of yourself, because I know you got to watch yourself to make sure that you get better. Who do you watch outside of yourself? Like, are there old school boxers or new school boxers that you watch? Oh, right now I was, or this was like a couple, couple hours ago, I was Mike Tyson versus Frank Bruno, so... My dad has me studying the old fighters and whatnot. So I study Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard, all those people, because that's who the people of this generation had to study to get to where they were at. So um, I tend to study old fighters because new boxing, you don't really get nothing off of that. You don't really learn anything. You usually go back in time to learn the old tricks and see different things. So. Okay. Uh, uh, let me say this. Marvin Hagler is one of my favorites of all time. So you you fucking one of the right guys, man. Yeah, he, he was a he was a beast back then. He was a he was a beast, man. And when they told him 
when they were trying to keep him from being champion, he just kept working. He just mm-hmm. kept working. It took Marvin. Marvin got up to like 35, 40 fights before he actually got a championship fight, man. Oh, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. crazy. And that lets you know, that lets you know what they thought about him. Yeah. That lets you know it, it wasn't like, oh, it, he's a pushover. For anybody that's listening, when you a pushover, motherfuckers are coming and get you. Yeah. They'll come and get you. They, they'll come and eat off you. But when you tough like that and you really build for it, they'll stay away from you. And then he went on that run where he had to fight Benny Briscoe and all those really tough, grungy guys, you know, who, who were who nobody wanted to fight. And then he went to fight those guys. And he won a few and he lost a few, but he was still out to prove that he was that guy. Hey, man, I don't know how you what you feel about Marvin Hagler, but he's in my top five or my top ten all time. Not just by weight class, but all time. I think he's in my top 10, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. Who would be in your top five? If you could, if you could say. Okay. Sugar Ray Robinson, Willie Pep, um, Shakur Stevenson. I would say Mike Tyson, the, the young Mike Tyson, the one in his prom. Um, yeah. And- Aaron Pryor. Aaron Pryor. Aaron Pryor was a good one too, man. Aaron Pryor. A lot of people don't understand the Hulk. They don't don't know much about the Hulk, man. But he was was one of those guys. He was one of those guys. Uh, Rest in peace, Aaron Pryor, right? Because he he died some years ago. Yeah. um, uh, Willie Pep. I I I wasn't expecting you to say something about Willie Pep, man. Willie Uh, Pep. That's one of my, I think that's one of the first people I started studying. You know, like old footage of when I was younger, him and Sugar Ray Robinson, but that's one I was really into. Yeah, Willie Pep, man. He, I think he went a cut like a round or two without getting hit. Yep. People couldn't even touch him. Yep. Said, all you heard was the the, the going bomb, and he just got out the way of all the punches. Oh, I, come on, man. You talking to somebody that know they boxing, bro. Yeah, him and see. yeah, him and Sandy said was a Sandy Sadler. They had like five yeah. or six fights. One more. Beat up on them. Yeah, he was trying his best to get to him too, man. But, hey, the, hey, they were tough as shit back then. It, it's not like it is now where, where people have developed and they, their bodies aren't as rigid and rough and rugged no more. But there was some each other. No, nah, you know, you and you said Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray, I mean Sugar Ray Robinson. Sugar Ray Robinson was another one. You know, yeah. that was a that was a hardened man to 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 have like 170 something fights with hundred knockouts. He and that's my number one. Okay, me too. So we, <laughs> you're on the right path, my guy. You're on the right path. You're on the right path. So, yeah. what is it about Mike Tyson then for you? Is it the explosiveness? I would say so. The explosiveness, the speed, and um, how he was just focused. Like when he had the right people around him, when he focused, oh my God, he was dangerous. That man was dangerous. Um, and then he got around, you know, the wrong people. And then that was yeah. that. Yeah, after Customato died and uh, was it Kevin Rooney and Teddy Atlas, after they had left the scene, uh, uh, what's my man named Don King had dug in. He had dug his, uh, dug his claws into him and, and fucked that man's career off. And it's not to say nothing bad about, about Don King, but you fucked up. You fucked up a dude that could have been a king for a very long time. Yeah, I would have made more money than I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, so take me back to your early years. When did you know, Young King, when did you know, like, yo, I can do this. This is nothing. 
Um, I would say, I'm not even gonna lie, I would say it took me about to when I got to the age of 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, you know, I actually started listening to my dad, like knowing that I'm one of the best after. And then also after my first sparring session with Devin Haney, not to keep bringing that up, but that right there gave me confidence because it showed what I could do with a with a current champion. And, you know, my dad was proud and I, I was proud of my performance. And um, to hear like Bill Haney say, like, you're gonna be one of the greatest. It was, it was like, it boosted my ego up and my confidence. So then after that, I had my first professional bout. I got that first round knockout. I was like, okay, you know, I'm really invested to this and I, I can really do this. So ever since then, I just been on a good the first. Path. The first fight was a right hand. Was it the right hand? No, it was the left foot. It was the left. Okay, okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. I was, I was trying to remember, like when he knocked him out. What was it? But um, yeah. Say it again. I said that one was the second one with the right hand. Okay, okay. Because I, I know you launched off on him. Like yo, you caught him clean with a with a hard one. I was like, oh yeah, he, you you don't walk away from stuff like that too much. Yeah, yeah man. That was kind of like when I looked at, it, I was like, ah, yeah, you you. Leave it alone, kid. Like it, you'll be all right. Live, live to fight another day, man. Don't, don't, don't get that get guy back in that hurt again. <laughs> so let me ask you this: Are you you from the Texas area? I'm from Austin, yeah. You're from Austin. So have you had chance to be in the gym with the other unified champion, Errol Spence? Nah, I was supposed to actually meet Errol Spence one time, but that didn't go through because the COVID situation. It really kicked off. Um, I've only been at Dallas like one time once or twice. So I never really got the chance to run into him. I seen him at the Charlo fights though. I seen him at the Charlo fights, but he was like all the way on the other side of the floor. So. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry. Your time coming, bro. Don't worry. Most definitely. Don't worry. I never met the Charlos either, but I think they, I want to meet them too. Yeah, you, you, you'll get your chance. Hey, look, everything is, it's steps. It takes steps to get to to every everything that you've done so far. I let you know that you're on the right path. You know what I mean. Um, when you when you wait, do you stay in the gym every day, or do is it just like you, like you got sessions where you may do a, a morning session, an afternoon session, and then you just rest? Um, I'm in the gym every day, three times a day. Like, trust me, they get tired. And like, this is. Like, <laughs> This was my first week of camp, like starting camp because I had COVID and you know I was just getting over it, trying to get my body back right. And my dad act like this wasn't my first week. He had mm. like six weeks in already. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he waking me and my homeboy up to do five miles, seven. Like yesterday, I did seven miles. Um, so I woke up, I did five. Me and my homeboy did five. Then I had my strength and conditioning workout. My coach be he don't be playing, so it that was tough. And I had my boxing workout at night. And then my dad was like, oh, yeah, after you, this is the last round. So we do, like, six-minute rounds, ten rounds. Okay. So we, we'll do the bag, uh, the mitts, and then um, the double-end bag. And that's one round. So we got ten of those. So then on my last round, my dad was like, oh, yeah, do that last round on the bag, and you're done. You can go back in the house and relax, you know, play a game and whatnot. So I do it. And he like, oh, no, Floyd. Put on your shoes. You got three more miles. 
I'm like, oh my God. And then he's standing right there, which is which is why I love him. But he's he's standing right there and he he be like, nah, that's not fast enough. So he'll be pushing the button to put it up. I was like, oh, he crazy. So this week was very hard. And this is my own my first weekend. I got like five weeks left. Probably just trying to get you adjusted to getting back into it. Was yeah. your bout with COVID, was it was it real serious or was it something light? No, it was something light. I just had like a sore throat. I okay. couldn't couldn't sleep though so that was kind of affecting um my my training but I stopped training for like a week after that it was still affecting my training I was super hot at night um but it just felt like a cold just like a, a bad cold yeah it wasn't serious so I'm glad I'm glad yeah absolutely uh because I hear and I know some people who had serious bouts with it where it it, it caused certain people their life or, you know, like they lost a lot of weight and, and they were struggling to breathe and things like that. So salute to you and God bless you for uh, being able to uh, progress through that and not having anything serious going on with you uh, through that process. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I work, I have a, I have a job. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of it going around and I'm trying my best to stay out of people's way. You know what I mean? So I'm wearing a mask. I'm wiping everything down, you know, they even got me to the point where I'm doing holy crosses around, you know, <laughs> around the room and everything, man. It's just like, yo, I'm trying my best to stay away from that stuff. That's how it is in the gym, like from seven to nine, or no, seven to 10, they close the gym down. And that's when I get like the gym to myself. Like we got two sides. We have a public side and the professional side. So they close the public side down so people can just walk in there. I had that whole side to myself, so I don't got to worry about getting sick or nothing. How how was it for you? Was was that a hard struggle for you from like doing on another subject, right? Mm-hmm. Doing high school or just schooling period, and then doing boxing was that difficult for you, or was no, it maintained? I was homeschooled. Well, I was homeschooled. What when I got to eighth grade, something like that. I can't remember, but I was homeschooled for most of the times. And seeing other kids, you know, and how my, you know, friends turned out, I'm glad I didn't go to high school and college. I ain't even going to lie. Okay. Um, you know, I'm glad my dad decided to. Now, mind you, I hated it. Boy, I hated it for the first year. I couldn't stand it. I think I, I, that's one of the biggest blessings I had was to not be around distractions and, you know, my friends because, you know, even while I was still being homeschooled, I would get text messages like, hey, you want to go to this party or you want to go downtown? And I'm like, nah, I can't. My dad want me to stay, watch boxing or, you know, go to the gym. So, you know, they, they laugh at you at that time. They'd be like, "I, right, well, you a little kid still. I'm like, I, right, it don't matter. So that's why I said friends. Um, yeah. But now it's like they still got them same jobs at Chick-fil-A. No offense, but they still got them same jobs as Chick-fil-A. Well, I'm on my way to get a title shot in the next five fights. So damn you know. right. Damn right. Damn Skippy. And that's no disrespect to nobody. But the 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 goal and the plan was already there for you. And it was just a matter of staying on the course. Listen, everybody, we all might be on the path to greatness, but everybody's road ain't the same. You know what I mean? Some people might have to take a detour. Somebody, somebody might have to take a fork in the road. So they get to where they're going if they if they know what it is they want to do. And you already know what's in, in, in front of you and what the goal is. Um, yep. 
What weight? So remind me, what weight class are you at right now? I'm at 135 right you now. Okay. Okay. So this is what I wanted to know. How? I'll say what? What you say? I said I'm trying to take some spots. Okay. Yeah, I bet you are. I bet you are. It, and and yeah, go ahead and giggle, get get your giggle on. But there's some spots in there to take. But it's some it's some it's some bad motherfuckers on the way up there, man. Uh, and that in that 135, that that top 10, that top 10 list is nasty, bro. Yeah, I agree. That top 10 list is nasty. Um, I like the young boy, uh, what's his name? Michelle Rivera. That looks like Muhammad Ali a little bit. He's at 135. Somebody told me about him. Um, Floyd, check him out, Floyd. Just I ain't, I'm not saying like he's the baddest motherfucker out there, but I'm just saying just check him out. Just look at him. Just give him a look. Somebody is telling me like somebody's trying to steal Muhammad Ali's Ali's look. I was like, <laughs> is it Ali's grandson? You know? And then they was like, nah, it's this. A Spanish kid or a black kid, and they was like, he's trying to look like Muhammad Ali, and he do. I was like, oh, I think it was Rick Ross who told me about him, actually. Man, Floyd, just when you see him, the way he styles his hair with the high top fade and everything, or the low top fade, um, the, the trunks that he wears and everything, and, and the way he boxes, the way he moves, you're gonna be like, oh, shit, okay. Okay, I'm gonna check him out after this. I'm actually excited. I want to see that. Yeah, but he he can box. He can box. So that top ten is full of some really good guys. You still got Loma and the rest of them there, you know. But you know, your time will come. My question was, how come you just didn't start at one thirty? I did start at one thirty, but all my fights actually been in one thirty. But I okay, on, okay, all right. Yeah, I went on a growth spurt in like in the past, like three months. I would say I grew like three and a half inches. So, cause my mom is six two, my dad is five, five four, five three. So, I obviously got my mom height. So even, I think a couple of days ago, my dad said, "Come stand by me." And he was like, "You grew." So I went in the gym and I had to measure me. It turns out I'm what five ten now. Floor, you five ten? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, man! I was like, oh wow, it's crazy. Damn it, man. <laughs> you 5'10, bro. Yo, that's gonna be a problem. Hey, just keep working. Yeah. Keep working. I'm telling you, I'm on them bars every morning stretching. I'm like, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Get them get them arms out there. Get that spine. Get that KD spine. Yeah. Say what? I said I'm trying to get them KD arms. Yeah, man. Hey, do whatever you can. Do whatever you can. But uh 5'10, man. God damn, I wasn't expecting you to say that. I was expecting, like, all right, he's going to be like 5'8. Really? Yeah, like 5'8. Five, 5'8. Long time ago. <laughs> so, you know, another guy whose uh, height is kind of deceptive. Uh, what's his kid name? Um, uh, El Rayo. Jose uh, uh, Valenzuela. I think that's his name. He fights over there in the Benavidez camp. They keep saying he's 5'8", but he's really like 5'10", 5'11". See, um, is a southpaw kid? I, I think he's southpaw. I think he's orthodox. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Benavidez. Dang, he's 5'11", 5'10"? Yeah. small on TV. Or I ain't even gonna lie. I thought he would be like 5'8". All right, just, just look at him when he's standing. Go look at a picture of him standing next to uh, the Benavidez brothers. Well, because Benavides and they were like six one six. Easy. Damn. Easy, and he he's just like a little bit shorter than them. Like so, either somebody lying or 
Yeah. <laughs> we making mistakes on that. Like, they'll say, like, five, seven or something. Maybe, like, five, nine, five, Yeah. Like, that's the crazy part about sports, right? They always do that. Like, a guy be five, seven, they'll say five. He'll be five, five, they'll say five, seven, or five. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, you get in the ring, you like, it's the same dude. Or, like, I get to the face off. You're like, hold on, something right. Yeah, you smaller than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they do that, man. I think that's just some some shit that they just done in, in the sports world since the beginning of the time where they just exaggerate people's height or weight or whatever it is. They don't even care on measuring it. They just be like, I will be five six. Yeah, and, and you be looking at the guy like when you get to him, you like, oh man, you you smaller than what I thought. I ain't worried about you, man. Yeah, you looking up at them, you like, oh okay, this how it's gonna be. Yeah. So out of the so let, let me ask you a question. That experience with Devin Haney, have you had any other experiences sparring with uh, other top fighters? Oh, yeah. I sparred with Robert Easter Jr. Okay. Um, I sparred with Sean Porter. I sparred with – who else I sparred with? I sparred with Alexander Zayas, that kid from Florida, Puerto Rican kid. Uh, I sparred some people on the Olympic team, Shakur Stevenson. Uh, those are the big names. Oh, Jojo Diaz. I spoke with Jojo Diaz like a month ago or two. Um, so yeah. How was the experience uh sparring with Sean Porter? Yeah, I ain't no disrespect to Mr. Porter. I love the A team and I love him, but uh, well, one, he's very rough and rugged in sparring. The man, push you around like you're a piece of paper. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, dang. But um, now don't get me wrong, it's easy to catch Sean. Um, but like, he has that, like, that football mentality. Like, he's just coming to run you over and whatnot. So, like, just a bull. Yeah, he'll put you in a corner easy, but like, he'll just sit there and he won't throw, or he either he'll throw a two piece and keep you there. So, that gives you enough time to like get yours off and at least try to get out the way. Like I said, try. <laughs> it was good work. I only got to do four rounds of him because they kept circling people in. So I got to do four rounds of him. Well, was that when he was uh getting ready for the uh, Bud Crawford fight? Yeah. We was oh. up in Mount Charleston. They got a little boxing gym up there. So it was hard to breathe up there. I'm like, dang. Like, you do you do two rounds. It feel like you did six. Yeah. We, we, that's the thing about – so. I'm sure they told you by now when you go up to like Denver, Colorado or Big Bear in California or if you go to Mexico, everything is above sea level. You 5,000 feet or higher above sea level. So uh, the air is thin. This one was like 9,000. 9,000. For one of your training camps, you should try that out for a month. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where we're going to go. Vegas or the California. Yeah, you should try it out, man. You definitely should because it'll push you. It'll push you uh, to, to do a little bit, work a little bit harder. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. We're running five miles is actually 10, you know, or 12. God, me, me, Tank, and everybody was up on that football field. They got a football field in the mountains, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we was doing sprints. Even Tank was like, yo, we can't do no more. We done. And then um, Barry Hunter, he's like, nah, y'all got to keep going. So, you know, we had the team to push us out there, but it was hard. Yeah, I learned that years ago when they when they sent us to like uh to work out uh, out in the mountains like that, and you like, damn man, I can't I can't breathe. When we were in Colorado, it was like, yo, I can't I can't fucking breathe, man. 
He's like, good. He's like, good. good. That's the first coach's response. Good. Yeah, I was like, what you mean good? He's like, that means that, mean that, that, that the work is being done. It's like, you got to keep going. You got to adjust to the climate. But one thing that I, I learned from listening to like certain pro athletes, um, they always said it, being in Big Bear and being up in the mountains period or above sea level is good for you. You just don't stay there. You just don't stay there. You got to move around. So your body knows how to adjust to different uh, climates and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how many fights are, are you up to now? I'm 8-0, six knockouts as of right now. My next fight, I plan to be nine, you know, with seven knockouts. Bong, bong. Let them know. Don't, don't, don't make it sound all simple and humble, bro. Say that shit. Say that shit. Look, I'm about to be nine and over seven knockouts. I ain't taking this guy lightly, but I came here to fuck shit up. This is a, a, a warrior sport. They keep, like, they keep playing, like, literally my last, what, two opponents, well, my last three, I have somebody 15 and no, but, like, eight knockouts or so, they didn't want to fight. And then I got somebody 18 and four, he didn't want to fight. And then the 18 and five guy, he didn't want to fight. So I'm like, dang. Why didn't they want to fight? I have no idea. Like the matchmaker just called us, but like they turned down the fight. Mm. We offered them enough money. So it was like, obviously they ain't the money. So I'm like, something, it's crazy. So we still waiting on an opponent, but we got like, we gonna find somebody. We got five weeks to go. So. Yeah, probably because they looking. They looking at the tape, man. You know, we live in the era of YouTube now. They probably looking at the tape like, no, nah, I'm cool on. I'm I'm cool on the young dog right there, man. I'm cool <laughs> on that shit. Pull my fights down off YouTube and turning my uh, Instagram private. Turn that shit off. When it's time to uh, find somebody. Only showing when you running, making or uh, doing miles, bro. Exactly. Doing my, yeah, and doing 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 suicides or whatever it is, doing your workouts. Don't let them see you out there out there knocking heads off. People start looking at it like, nah, I'm cool. Because now we live in an era not only just a YouTube, now people look at your record and they say shit like how many knockouts you got. You know what I mean? And that that keeps people from wanting to get into the ring and everything. It's it's, it's just crazy because you know that old era, like we were talking about er- earlier, Sugar Ray Robinson and Marvin Hagler, they didn't care. They just said, Yo, sign me up. I'm like, yo, I'm just ready to fight. It's, it's a fight, man. Whether you win, lose, or draw, give it your all. The people not going to care. Look at Gabriel Rosado. He's still on TV. I and, was like, hey. And Gabe lost what, like 13, 15 fights? A lot of losses, but he, everybody know he's going to give everybody a show. So That's a fact. That's a fact. And that's really what it's about. And I love Floyd Mayweather. You know, he's one of the best defensive technicians we've ever seen, one of the best master boxers ever. But – a, a loss is just a loss, man. He's one of the few people that could do that in the history of the sport. Him, Calzaghe, and Rock Marciano, the, the few that can do that. But so, look, we it's a sport where someone has to lose, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's how you come back after the loss. That's what that's what matters. It's like, if I lose, it's like... So what? Forbid, so what? I want to rematch and get my stuff together. And see how I'm gonna do the next fight. Yeah, come back the next time and, and, and whoop ass. Exactly. I'm gonna keep trying until I get you. And that's what it's about, man. That's a, that's what matters. The uh, the effort, maximum effort. Um, I had a question. I I, I just lost it that quick. Dang, man. Yeah, that sucks. Cause I was getting all hyped up about about talking about that. Um, 
in the next in, this year, this is what I want to ask you. How many fights do you think that you can have this year? Four to six. Four to six. You think so? You think you can get get all four to six in the bag? Yeah. Yeah. Last year I got what eight. Ladies and gentlemen, this man had eight fights in one year. It's not a lot of guys that want to do that anymore. Man, I told my dad I want to fight every month, but due to the commission and how boxing works, you can't do that because you know sometimes you're gonna have to take a, a week off, or if the fight goes the whole distance, you gotta take a month off or two. So it was like, all right, so we'll fight every other month, or you know, if we can get on a card that we can get on, we'll just get on it and see how that goes. So. My plan is to fight four to six, but if I could get more, thank Jesus. Yeah, and you gotta protect your head, man. Yeah, you know you need this. You need your brain. Yeah. You don't. Do, how often do you spar? I don't spar really. Okay. Um, but when I do spar, I like to spar with champions or like get the best work I can. But like Andre Ward said, he don't spar at all really, because you know. That's still damage you taking before the fight, and you still gotta take a little bit of damage in the fight. So, I tend to, you know, work the bag a lot in mitts because you know if you can see the opponent while you shadow boxing or see you don't just see a bag, you see the opponent on the bag. Like, you really don't need sparring. Just sparring is just to see, you know, how you look against you know somebody. You know, if you really that sharp or Basically, you assess how you would be if somebody was throwing punches back at you. Yeah. Throw punches back. So, you say do like four rounds just to see where you at. Yeah. I, I So, my opinion is that you definitely do need sparring. I would just say don't be one of those guys that ends up being a sparring warrior that goes in there and they, and they, yeah. they, they empty the tank. You know what I mean? And then you come out of there 10 years, 12 years from now. You got spit foaming at the mouth. You know what I mean? You could barely form a sentence without farting or pissing on yourself. You know what I mean? You don't want to be one of those guys. It's okay to spar. But I, I seen dudes, so, some really good fighters have sparring wars. And you're like, yo, why are you emptying a tank and sparring, bro? Like, the fight is months away. Exactly. And like, I, why are you going so high, hard? Exactly. And people were like, like you said, they'll slur or whatever, but like if you look at their fights, for instance, Pernell Whitaker, you look at his fights, he rarely got hit, but all that sparring he probably did and, you know, getting hit and sparring, trying to practice those slips with his hands down, like that, you know, takes some some stuff away from you too. Yeah, absolutely. Getting hit, getting getting hit is, is damage. And the thing you want to have is damage control. You don't want to be getting hit, especially in sparring. You want to be as fresh as possible. Mm-hmm. I, I seen, I seen, man, bro. I say this, Floyd, man. I seen some crazy shit in the gym. You know, like, yeah, I, I, I would be looking like, why are y'all fighting so damn hard? And it's, and I get it. It's two men locked into battle, and you don't want to give up. Mm-hmm. But when my, I'm from Chicago, so when the coaches would say shit like, "Yo, we, we done," I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm, I'm getting out of, uh, getting up out of here." And he told me that he was like, "You don't have to spar like that. Like everything don't have to be a war. Everything don't have to be a battle. You don't have to kill them." Exactly. He said, because the moment you start trying to kill him, you're going to commit to that and you're going to think you need to do that every time. And the, and then you got less of yourself for the actual fight that's coming up for your, for your tournaments and things like that. So don't, don't commit to sparring like that. You're there to sharpen your skills, working the things that 
the person is weak at and the things that you're weak at and become stronger. But you're not in there to, to be trying to knock another guy's head off all the time. You Manny Pacquiao was like that. Yeah. A hundred million percent inspiring. I agree. A hundred. And I'm not saying that just on some bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, a hundred million percent inspiring. Like, Manny Pacquiao went hard whether it was a fight or whether, you know what I mean, or whether it was sparring. Yeah. You think Manny going to talk with a slur after his career? As he get older? He takes some punches. He took a lot of punches. He took he a lot of punches. You know what? I, I think he may end up with a slur, which is fine, but it's the other damage, you know, like him slowing down real bad and his body starting to curl up. That, that's the hope. That's the stuff I hope that he's able to avoid. I don't, I don't want that to happen to him because Manny gave so much to the sport of boxing. That's true. He gave, he gave, yeah, he gave everything. I can't say he gave so much. He gave everything. He gave himself his life to boxing and Manny had some wars. He had two fights with uh, Marco Antonio Barrera. Yeah. I think two or three with Eric Morales and, and, they beat the shit out of each other. Then you went to have five with uh, one man, one man, Will Marquez, and got knocked out in one of those. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Th- those are some hard fights, bro. Those are some hard fights. Like, and, uh, and fighting like that take years off your life. You know what I mean? So he will, he will have some damage, but we'll see over time how it, how it plays out for him. Um, yeah. I, one of the things I like to hear Floyd say, man, the game is about uh, get hit and not get hit. It's called boxing. It ain't it ain't called knockouts. It ain't called slugfest. It's called boxing. You use the full ring to your advantage. I agree. Absolutely. I'm all about defense. So it's my dad. Oh, I see you. I be seeing you in there. I be seeing you in there. I be I be I be on the IG. I be looking. I was like, oh, okay. He, he real about the defense. It ain't just offense for him. Ain't hitting your face. Ain't cool. No, it ain't. And it stings. Exactly. You think you're tough taking all them hits, but that headache you're going to wake up the next morning with ain't going to be so fun. No, it ain't going to be fun. And then your head be ringing and you be trying to figure out what's going on, talking to yourself. Say what? Say what? Talking to yourself, trying to see if you okay. You know, I know what you're talking about, bro. I know, I know what go on. Listen, I, I'll say this for people that are listening. They tell you not to use the eight ounce gloves when you're in there sparring. And one day I did it when the coaches wasn't around. And it felt like it felt like I was getting hit without the headgear on headgear on. When we had we had on eight ounces too. We, we, yeah, we had on the headgear and we had on eight ounce gloves. And the, and the motherfucker hit me. I was like, oh shit. No, 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 no. I'll put back on it 16. <laughs> bro. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I, it, he I know, eight ounces. That's some, some stuff I never even dared to. I think the smallest I used was probably like 12 ounces when I was like nine. Were you trying to see what it was really about? Were yeah. you trying to just, you know, gauge what was going on? And I was young, I had to be about 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And I hit him, pop, pop, and I moved out the way and I kept going. And I just saw the look on his face, it was like he kind of like was in shock. And I was like, all right, move so he can get himself together. And he hit me with a hard, with a hard punch. Boom! And he rung my bell. I was like, "Yo, why you hit me so hard?" <laughs> he was like, "I just hit you the same way you hit me." And I was like, "Damn, this shit do make I a difference." Think about it, like, bro, we should take these off. 
Yeah. And, no, so I responded back with like a three piece. Pop, pop, pop. Oh my God. Yeah. And because I called him because I was fast at the time. I was, I was super fast and slick. And he tried to, and then he just started well. He just tried to, you know, pa- trying to pile it on. And I was like, all right, we done, we done, we done, we done, we done. <laughs> you had to make sure you got shows off last. He was like, all right, we done now. We finished. No, no, it was just the fact that he just kept going. I was like, all right, all right, we good, we good, bro. You you just hit me a couple times. You hit me behind the head. You he know, could, you hit yeah, back. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, and. and and I'll tell anybody that's listening, getting hit with an eight-ounce glove with headgear on at the time, years ago, it was just like taking a punch straight to the face without headgear on. I bet. And shoot, now you don't got the headgear on, getting hit with the eight-ounce gloves, ain't no game. No, it ain't. It, it, it's a true. Bro, you 5'10", man. Yeah. Five ten, man. Yeah. 5'10", bro, for real. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I never thought of, I thought I always stopped at like five seven. I ain't even alive. When I, was Do a you, kid, I was like, I ain't gonna be tall. And 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 how old are you? Nineteen. You probably got inches to go, my man. I know. Uh, my strength and conditioning coach saying, "What well, like men usually have their last growth spurt at like twenty to twenty-one." I was like, "Oh yeah, it's lit then." Yeah, you might end up being um, Thomas Hearns height or something like that, bro. Hopefully, he was like six two. Man, I will, I will be blessed. I will, you know, Oh my god, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either because Tommy could knock motherfuckers out from across the re- a street. You know what I mean? Exactly. He had some long arms too. Yeah, he did. And uh, you know what I liked about Tommy Hearns, bro? Tommy was dedicated to not just knocking people out, but he's dedicated to boxing. He wanted to box you first. Yeah. And then he could knock you out while he boxing. That was the best part. That was the best part. That's straight right, man. Oh, my God. I just seen his fight with Roberto Duran. He did him dirty. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Have you seen the one with him and uh, Pepino Cuevas? No, I did not. Should, I'm gonna watch that actually. You should go watch that. His fights before I'm the way that. he did Duran, that was what he did to Pepino Quavis like years before that. You know, he made he himself a, a Quavis dance when he did it. Like he, he oh, did is like that when he hit him with that straight right, and then like he got like, kind of like got stuck in midair. Then yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that one. I seen a highlight of that. I was like, oh my god, that was nasty. Yeah, it was like he didn't even know what happened to him. He was like, wait, what? Did I leave her? And uh, then Tommy hit his ass again. Like, no, you here. <laughs> Let me get you down. Let me get you down real quick. Yeah, but Tommy was very good at boxing and using his feints and his height. You know what I mean? I, and I and I like the way that he did that. And he would jab. That jab was so sick that by the time you got tired of it, that right hand just came in like a like a bomb. Okay. And I, I love I love watching watching his old fights too, man. Cause he went from 147 all the way up to light heavyweight, I think. Dang. Yep. That's a big jump. Yeah. No, but he he fought, he did every weight class in between, though. That's crazy. Yeah. But remember, he's 6'2. That's true. 6'2. So he, he couldn't stay at 147 too long. Hell no. That was eating him up. I <laughs> know. That wide ass back, them long ass arms he had. That shit was killing him, man. Twice a day and whatnot. 
eating crackers and cereal for, for lunch, breakfast, and dinner, man. Like, that's that had been killing them, man. Do you have a good do you have a good uh eating regimen, nutrition program? Yeah, I have my meal preps every weekend. So okay. my meal prep person will bring it to me every Saturday. Um and then I just eat what I'm told to throughout the week. She gives me like a list. Um uh, and I eat what's on that list for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Then the next day I'll do the next thing. And then the third day I'll do that and I'll start it all over again. Um and like it's good food and like I lose my like you will it, it looks like that I'm eating good and like I'm trying to gain weight but like it actually helps me lose my weight but it's actually tasting good and filling me up at the same time so that's a good that's the good part <laughs> yeah definitely so you don't you don't blow up and wait in between in between your uh, fights mm-mm. my dad has me walking around still fighting at 135 now he helped me walk around 148 149 your dad is smart yeah, Floyd. I, if you can, if you can maintain that throughout the course of your career, you'll be all right, my guy. You'll be yeah. good because a lot of guys in between fights they blow up 30, 40 pounds, and they don't have training camps. They have fat camps. <laughs> Somebody said that too. I was like, that's that's very true. They have fat camps. Be very careful with that. Don't 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 let yourself get up higher than fifteen pounds, man. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Like, even when I eat, like, after my fight and I have my two days or whatever, and I eat, like, I I, I have yet to pass that 156 mark. Like, I, I never got over 155 or nothing like that. Don't do it, bro. And I see people 176 when we go into camp, stepping on a the scale. They come off the scale shaking their head. I'm like, Man, you fight at 135, 140. Around 176, like that's wearing tear on your body each fight. And like, trust me, I love eating as just as anybody else, man. I love me some food. But to see other people go through all that torture with the sauna suits on and all that stuff, it is not worth it. It ain't I, worth it. I can eat after after the fight. Or like you still get to eat, you know, after you weigh in and whatnot, and then you eat after the fight, have you a couple of days. But then I could wait till after my career to indulge in whatever food I want. Just Going through all that that pain and getting headaches every training, like I can't do that. Yep. And then putting a beating on your body, trying to trying to do all the working out and aspiring and everything. I Floyd, far with sauna suits on. Yeah. That's how be. I'll be like, y'all tripping. I seen it too. I was like, oh, oh, he fat. He fat. <laughs> he got he weight. Fat. Yeah, he got a lot of weight to lose. Anytime you see something like that, you go, oh, you fat. You just fat. And this is what I tell, like, guys, if you pay attention to a guy like Terrence Crawford, he don't blow up. At all. He don't blow up. He maintains his weight. He takes care of himself. He eats healthy. He don't smoke and he don't drink. And I keep telling people, like, not to model, not to tell people to model themselves after him, but that's that's a way to be, to be looking at it. Like, he probably doesn't get up higher than 20 pounds. I, I don't know officially, but I wouldn't say he gets past 20 pounds heavier than what he's supposed to be. Yet to see him on with a sauna suit because it's bro you gotta think about it if you got a fight in three or four months and you gotta lose 40 to 50 pounds that's just that's just a lot of weight yeah like you need to get that to somebody who actually need to lose right say the children or some shit like that exactly but when it's when it's you yourself and someone says yo you gotta fight in eight weeks and you go okay I, i'm up 20 pounds 
over eight weeks, you can get 20 pounds off if you do it the correct way. But yeah. but when you up there, when you 40 pounds heavy, man, that's 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 crazy. Yeah, I lost the other like this whole week. You know, I step on a scale every morning and yesterday um, I stepped on a scale in the morning and I happened to be 144. So I'm telling my dad, like, because that's easy weight to me. That's like nine pounds to cut. Really, I could lose that in two days in the, in the sauna. So I was like, dad, um, I'm 144. So my dad was like, nah, you got to be walking around 149. It's not time to cut weight yet. So I was like, damn. So that's when like I eat like me a good breakfast or lunch so I could put that weight back on. But like in the training, because I train with shorts. I mean, I train with pants on, mm-hmm. uh, a long sleeve shirt underneath and a tank top over the top, like one of those tight, tight compression shirts um, and a hat. So every training I'm losing weight. So like each day I'll probably lose like four pounds if I wanted to. And I drink that water, put it back in. Yeah. Cut that water out, out again. It's super easy. It just come out. So man, this weight cut at 135, I'm going to make weight easy. I think I'm going to be at 135 for a minute. I'm going to be here for a while. And, and because you're young too, always remember that because you're young, your body will adjust to that a lot, a lot easier. But as you get, as you get, as you get older and bigger, your body, it'll start to change, but it's just all about maintaining the weight, man. And, and, and making smart decisions for yourself. You know, making sure your nutrition is good, making sure your health is good and everything like that. And, and making sure you're doing the proper stuff. Um, yeah, man, don't, don't, don't let that weight, don't let that weight fuck with you like that, man. I'm telling you, I've seen people weigh 50 pounds, bro. That's too much. And then have to go in the ring, and I ain't gonna say nobody name, but go in the ring and have to face a guy like Floyd Mayweather. Good luck. Yeah, like ain't going too well on your part. You probably you gonna, payday though. The payday gonna be good, but you gotta you gotta try to catch this motherfucker. You gotta hunt him down. Then you gotta try to land punches. Being embarrassed, looking slow. Nah, it ain't worth it. People out there listening. <laughs> No, nah, right. man. Yep. Health is wealth. Even during COVID, man, health is wealth. Cause, and God bless me. Like I have yet to be sick, but you got to maintain good health. You got to eat, got make sure you get your green vegetables and your turmeric, your ginger, elderberry. Say what? That's very important. Man, they don't know. My dad told me to get on it. I was like, ah, well, he bullcrapping. You know, he just take it cause he old and whatnot. But then, you know, you get sick or your bones start hurting. Better start putting that junk to some tea or try to make it taste good because it ain't gonna taste good or put in some food, something. Yeah. And ginger. Ginger is is very good for you. You gotta have a piece of cut me off a little piece of ginger, put it in my tea in the morning, and, mm-hmm. and let it sit there for like three, four minutes. And then I drink I drink that shit, man. But you definitely gotta make sure that you're healthy, man. You can't do nothing, you can't enjoy nothing in this life if you ain't healthy, you know. Not even your money or your kids or your family. Talk that shit, my guy. Talk that shit. Yeah. So I tend to stay on the healthy side because of my pops. And as y'all can see, I've probably seen him walk to the bathroom. Yeah, I just seen him walk by all swole and cut up and everything. And just then we out on the couch. Man, okay. He tired. So so 135. How, how, how long do you think you will stay at 135? A couple years? A couple years, yeah. Depending on, like, if I have another growth spurt. And I can't hold the weight because I know my body. Like, I know if I can stay at the weight or not. 
So that'd be up to me. So I'll probably have like, I, I think even if I got to like six foot, uh, six one, I could still hold 135. Bro, that's a lot of height and weight, man. Yeah, because even with this growth spurt, I didn't really gain the weight. I got skinnier, actually. So we'll see. Would you – I have this question for you. Would you like to be undisputed at 135? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, and that comes with fighting the best, challenging the best, and taking risks. Um, I actually, my goal is to be undisputed three to four times and then – I want to end my career at like 164, maybe. I want to end it there. So you said at 160? Yeah, something in the 160 class. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see where it takes me. You I'm know? glad you said that, man, because I don't hear a lot of guys say I want to do. Uh, I want to be undisputed at a couple weight classes. Like I don't hear that often. I get it. I mean, it could be easy if you make it easy, being disciplined and training hard and doing what you're supposed to do in that ring. But, you know, you're going to have some challenges, of course, because, you know, you have to fight other champions or other contenders. So I'm ready to risk it all, and I'm ready to give it my all. And with my team behind me, I know we can do it. And then, you know, some of these guys ain't going to want to fight you, bro. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to have to get mandated. Either mandated or I'm going to have, you know, boxing fans coming at you saying you need to get that fight happening. 500,000 people coming at you. Do, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Because I, I don't think that in a sport where people are putting themselves in, in harm's way, there's no point in you running from another guy if you're saying that you're one of the biggest, baddest motherfuckers out there. Exactly. Like, it's a contact sport. And exactly. Just because you got a belt, don't try to hold on to it. You know, fight that dude so you can see if you can get another belt. And if you lose that belt, come back even harder next time. And you never know. You might shock everybody and get that belt. Or you might get all the belts back, you know. Um, That's a fact. Look at that Jason Rosario who beat Julian Williams. He ended up beating him, you know, getting all the belts. And Charlo ends up getting all the belts, you know, because I don't know his situation. But, you know, he worked hard and, you know, a simple jab to the body stops him. And he gets all the belt. Like, I truthfully think that was, like, some – I ain't going to say, I think it was luck, maybe. <laughs> a gift from the universe. Because when have you ever seen somebody get jabbed in the stomach and start squirming around like he, you know. He was convulsing. I was like, what's going on? Did he did he nut on himself? Like, what's happening with this guy? So I'm like, I think that's a gift from the universe. And that's because he put his all into this boxing. Um, and even with that Castaño fight, it was a close fight. Ended up a draw, like. You know, let me ask you about that fight, because I don't think that 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 male kept the, the, the pressure on him. What you think it was? Did you think he was backing off or he wasn't going for it or it was the lack of being able to set him up? I was there. I was there at that fight. And I think that that dude was putting a lot of pressure. But like. I feel like it was just wildness. It was just super wild and you no know, really clean shot like. From neither one of them, it was no real clean shots. But um, it seemed like he would pressure Mel, and then he would stop once Mel hit him with a shot. Yeah, and then I mean, he would back off. But I, I think I would have gave it a draw too. I don't even give that fight to nobody. I'd have gave it a draw. Like they need another fight, and somebody needs to do more. 
um, in this fight for me to give a decision. And I'm hoping it's Charlo. Hope Charlo can become undisputed. But if Kasanyo get it, you know, that's good for him and his country. And I, I'll be, I'll be rocking with it. I'll be shocked myself. I'll be like, damn. Argentines are good fighters, man. If you go through the history of them, Argentines are good fighters. They, you know, they got that big, healthy, meaty diet that they like to eat. I ain't going to say healthy, but that meaty diet that they like. Them all some that, wild motherfuckers, man. Say what? I said all that protein. Yeah. 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 Um, but um, not because I originally said that Castaño won. Really? Yeah, I originally said that Castaño won. Um, but then when you go back, because when I, I was looking at it, I was like, man, he gave the, the better effort during the course of the fight. But when you look at him being active, his activity wasn't better than Mel's accurate punching at times. So it was just like, ah. But I understand I understand you saying a draw. I understand you saying a draw, but for me, it was just like, my I man's. You saying that he won because he did apply the pressure and like, it could go either way. Just yeah. I didn't have Charlo necessarily winning. So I either had it a draw or I did to the guy that was pressing the action. So yes. for the most part. Yeah, and uh, and for me, I like so I do like going to the fights, but I like being at home because I get to see more when I'm yeah. at home. Because when you at the fight, it's all loud, people stand up. So you gotta stand up. It might be somebody taller than you. So you gotta look up at the screen. Yeah. And you on the floor, you can't look up at the screen because the screen all the way yeah. back there. So you over here trying to look and whatnot. And then on top of that, you gotta look through the ropes and it's everything's just like an inconvenience at the same time. I feel you. Like the Canelo Billy Joe Sanders fight we went to use right behind um Billy Joe's team, like with we was right behind Theory. Like, I was right behind Theory. I kept capping him to ask him questions and whatnot. But um, we was behind him in a big brawl breakout. So everybody trying to run to the exits and whatnot because this- A brawl broke out? Yeah, it's like bottles flying. And it was crazy. People started throwing. You see watches being thrown, you know, from punches. And we like, dang, it's like this a boxing fights. So ever since then, I think the last fight I went to, it was that Charlo Castaño fight, and after that, I ain't been no fights. <laughs> what 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 Canelo? Fight? You said that was a Billy Joe fight. Yeah, they was going at it. It was, was like, it, what uh, was it like the, the 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 Mexican fans versus like the UK fans? Yeah, oh. it was crazy. Like you seen like one dude, he had like the Mexican flag, and he put it down and poured beer on somebody's head, and we was like, yo, it's. And then you seen the thirteen year old, fourteen year old gypsies. They oh, was, yeah. fighting. I was like, oh my god. So I don't know if you I don't know if you know this about uh, that community, the gypsy community, but they believe in fighting for real. Yeah, like my dad would put on a documentary. I'm like, hey, like Tyson Fury, a real fighter. No, he no, was- like, and I try to tell people that, like, no, like, he's he didn't call himself the king of the gypsies. Like they gave him that name because he beat everybody motherfucking ass. Like he's serious. Exactly. Like he really about it. <laughs> people understand that he just he might be a you know, put on that nice guy image, but he'll probably punch somebody in their mouth in a heartbeat. Man. Yeah, Tyson Tyson Fury is something different, man. You kids is bad. I'm telling you, they was they was at the fight drinking. I'm like, how they get drinks? What I'm like, what's going on? Man, you you know how that go, man. I buy a drink, you buy a drink, and then you just pass them out to everybody, you know? Oh my God. But yeah. What did you think of that fight? His uh third fight with uh Deontay Wilder. Did you did you think Deontay Wilder had a chance to to beat him? To be honest, I didn't even watch it. Okay, okay. I didn't watch that fight. Um, 
one, I think I just fell asleep when it came on. Like I was asleep before the fight even came on. Okay. But, um, from the highlights I've seen, they got in a couple good shots. Each of them knocked each other down. Um, it was more like on like right here on this part and whatnot, and on the temple, like they was hitting like this part. I'm like, dang, they must be hitting real hard to knock him down with the palm of their hand. But um, Tyson caught him with that that last shot. I was yeah. like, oh. I was like, it's done. Yeah, and he was out before he hit the ground. You know, whether people expect like saying he was cheating and whatnot. I'm like, he that was a clean shot. You know. Yeah. That 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 third fight had to have been the cleanest out of all of them because you know you hear all the rumors of the the gloves and the bare knuckles. I mean the brass knuckles and the gloves and all these different things. But this third fight was kind of like say what they had a brass knuckles. Computer. They were saying yeah they saying because Deontay has a dent in the side of his head. Oh my god. Yeah. So he has a dent in the side of his head and it was like and the doctor said there's no way that the man can punch hard enough through a glove to hit you. And dent your skull. That's what I'm saying. Brass knuckles, though. How you get by that? With you know the commission was on something. Because how you get by with some brass knuckles in your glove? And how know. you put your hand inside there? That would be uncomfortable. Well, you know he uses the horsehair glove, so you know the horsehair you can move around. They saw. Yeah, and you can move that around. So there's no telling somebody might have put it in the glove and just told him to push his hand into it, and they just wrapped it up. They, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But that third fight, you know, it was clean. Yeah, it was very clean. When you watch it, when you get a chance to watch it, my guy, you're going to see one of the knockdowns. When he knocked him down and, like, and Deontay fell in front of him or, like, on the side of him, you can see him kind of, like, touch Deontay. While he, man, Tyson Fury knows. He knows boxing, man. Just You'll you see what I'm saying. He touched Deontay, like, on the left shoulder or on, the, like, the left side, and he dropped his hand. He smacked him and dropped. I said, man, those are little small, small things that, like, street fighters and, and real like boxing heads you know like he just touched them and like Deontay didn't put his hand on him like, yeah I got you yeah. slammed it right into him I was like god damn it so it's these little small instances where you got to have a lot of you know you know about technique and you just know like the way of what the way of boxing man and, yeah. and he just called him bro and he just sat like he just fell right in front of him I was like dude this is this is a war and they're gonna end up hurting each other really, really bad. So, and now I think they Deontay Waters saying he's thinking about uh, retiring or something like that. So, I can see that he got yeah. enough money. He should. He got enough money, but you know, I would like to see him continue. Maybe, maybe get one or two fights out of it. Joshua, huh? I think a fight with Joshua, maybe or Usyk. No, nah, I wouldn't take Usyk. Really? I mean, I think Usyk could beat him, but yeah, a last payday, last big payday for some. You know? I see now why Anthony Joshua turned down that fifty million dollars. Though I see it, you know, against who? Against Deontay Wilder. Oh dang, fifty million. Yeah, like two. You didn't, you didn't know that? Like three, three or four years ago. You can look it up. Um, Anthony Joshua said, "Give me fifty million for the fight." And then again, Deontay Wilder. I guess he went and got on the phone with Al. I was like, "Yeah, we got it." And he was like, "All right, cool, let's do it." And and Anthony Joshua, they turned their back on it. Dang. Anthony should took that 50 million. Yeah, but he would have probably got his motherfucking skull cracked too. Probably, but hey, it'll be enough to pay for that hospital bill. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. That's a fact, my guy. They'll have more than enough. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it was a 50 million flat rate fee. Like you just get the 50 million, you don't get no pay-per-view or anything like that. Oh my God. See, 
But hey, yeah, that is true. He probably he kept his health over that money. <laughs> yeah, but but I think that's the thing about Anthony Joshua. If you ever watch him get in his fights, when he does get clipped, he becomes very vulnerable. So yeah. Um I could see why fighting Deontay Wilder would have been a bad idea. Once that once he throw that fucking rocket launcher of a right hand, it's pretty much you gotta pray after that. Yeah, you gotta pray. Straight up. You were on time to pray before that punch get there. Man, listen, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do when he just launched. Close, you just close your eyes and hope you took it. And you still it. standing. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Cause he I'm not gonna feel it. So no, everything gonna turn purple, yellow, and black or something like that. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey man, I appreciate you chopping it up with me, young uh King. Oh yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Uh I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and get off here and let you get get to your day or relax, whatever you have to do. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today was Floyd Young Kid Austin Schofield, who is currently, tell me your record. Eight and oh, well, no, nine and oh, seven knockouts. Yeah, yeah. Say that shit, man. Say it with your chest, pimp. <laughs> yeah, he on his way to the top, 135 division. Y'all hearing it, for, hearing it first. This is one of the next ones, man. Be on the lookout for him. My man, I appreciate you rocking out with me. Oh, no, I appreciate it. This is a good interview. Yeah, man, I try, I try to make it as fun as possible, bro, you know? <laughs> Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir.